0: Hey guys i'm back with another class discussion this time on the druid which is one of my favorite classes maybe my favorite probably my favorite class uh i'm not planning to roll it first for classic wow because i've played it so often but it was the class that first made me interested in the game because i saw my friend play a druid in ultrak mountains and he was just killing mobs and turning into a cat and turning into a bear And switching out. And I thought it was the sickest thing ever. Um, And it was my first real character. I made a dwarf hunter. At first. Um, Got it to like level 6 or 7. I was like this isn't for me. I'm not feeling it. Rerolled. I was going to make a night elf. And I'm like these will look stupid. So instead I made a sick Torn. Even though all my friends played alliance. Which was a super good decision at that time not didn't regret it at all but i did get to play as a sick uh cow and i played druid all the way to 60 i played feral the majority of the time and i really loved it in Manoa. and i highly recommend people play this class it's always a very underutilized class it's always um whenever you see population numbers it's always the lowest population class or one of the lowest um Sometimes it's even below Paladins and Shamans. Even though this is the class that can be on both factions. Like, uh, Shaman and Paladin are obviously uh, faction specific. And Druid is still sometimes lower than both of those classes. Which is just crazy how few people play this class. So if you want to be a unique special snowflake, Druid is a good class to pick. Uh, They're very necessary in uh p v e and in p v p they are very strong um they have niche uses they're the master of none uh jack of all trades so they can do a little bit of everything and you really have to understand the class as a whole to be super proficient you have to um, you have to manage all of your forms basically uh especially outside of raiding. In raiding, it gets a little more locked in to whatever form you're playing, you're mostly gonna be spending your time in that form. But in five mans, in PvP, in questing, you're gonna be switching between multiple forms and doing a lot of cool different things. Speaking about questing, this is one of the strongest leveling classes in the game. Uh, I put it right below Hunter, and depending on when frost mages will be able to aoe level effectively which i don't believe they'll be able to do at all um in the first few weeks and probably months of vanilla because there's going to be so many people leveling and so much competition and frost mages really need a lot of room in order to Uh, level effectively and all mages like almost all mages try to do the frost aoe leveling and there's just going to be huge competition and it's going to be very inefficient you're not going to be able to do big camps Um, so in that regard i think feral druids will actually be able to outstrip uh, mages in terms of leveling speed and ease And the reason why druids are so strong is because they can do damage without using any resource. So as soon as they get bear form and cat form, they use rage and energy respectively. And whenever they need to regen, like health, all they do is switch out, heal themselves back to full, and then go back into their feral form, and they just keep doing damage without needing to stop. They're basically warriors from... 10 to 20 that never have to stop and then from 20 to 60 they're rogues that never have to stop which is like in terms of leveling efficiency the number one thing you want is um consistency you never want to be eating and drinking unless um you really have to and druids never have to and same with hunters which is why hunters are so strong um and then 2 is uh kill times. And the reason why hunters are the best is cuz they have the quickest kill times and they have no doubt down, no downtime whatsoever. Druids have slightly slower kill times because they don't have a broken pet um but their uh their downtime is non-existent. They have zero downtime. So that's very very strong in a leveling scenario. Um if you're going Feral, of course, I do not recommend going Balance or Resto for leveling. You can do them, but it's not its not the quickest, obviously. You can do whatever you want in Vanilla, which is so nice. But into, if you want to be efficient and you want to like do it um, the easiest, you would always go Feral for leveling. Um, so let's go into some class quests. Now, the Druid class quests are very depressing. This is one thing that Blizzard sort of missed a boat on. Um, with such a cool class, we really didn't get any like class quests at all. So at level 10, you get Bear Form, which is a class quest. You get Poison, um, so you can learn to cleanse Poison. That's a class quest. And your underwater travel form, your sea lion, manatee, whatever the hell you want to call it, form is... It, yeah, it's a sea lion, but... I joke that it's a manatee um that's also a class quest and that's at level 16 so your class quests are at 10 14 and 16 and that's it um most other classes get a lot more class quests um like hunters get a class quest at 60 for their epic weapon same with priests warlock and paladins get class quests at 60 for their epic mounts um A lot of other classes just have class quests while they're leveling up to get gear or just do things. Um, Druids are not that lucky. So if you're super into class lore and class quests, this is not the right class for you. Um, They sort of shafted druids in that regard. But I still recommend the class. So abilities. So I'm going to have to cover each of these specs sort of separately and just go... um, kind of kind of specific because there's so much stuff you can do with this class that if I don't go super specific, then we're just going to get lost because I'm going to be jumping all over the place and you're not going to be able to follow what I'm talking about. So we're going to start with Feral because that's what almost all people start out as when they're making a druid because it's the leveling spec if you want to be efficient. So... Levels 1 to 10 on a druid are a little bit rough because you don't get any of your shapeshifts. What you get instead are some of your core balance spells and some of your core resto spells. So you get uh, Moonfire, you start out with Wrath. Wrath is just a 1.5 second cast, Uh, it's just your generic nuke and it's your quick nuke if you're playing a moonkin uh, or balanced druid you have two nukes you have starfire and you have wrath so wrath is the fast one and starfire is the slow one you also get moonfire which is one of the druids absolute best spells it gets a bad reputation because of quote unquote moonfire spammers who when you would get low like 20 percent all they would do is just hit moonfire over and over and over again and it looks like really newbie and really cheesy but uh, it is one of your strongest spells for all specs. Feral, Balance, and Resto all use Moonfire because it's so efficient. Uh, it's one global cooldown. It does a like decent like little bit of damage, and then it puts a strong damage over time effect on the target. So Moonfire is very, very strong. Um, you get your buffs in Mark of the Wild, which is one of the strongest buffs in the game. It gives armor, and it gives, later on, the first rank only gives armor after that it starts giving stats so it gives all of your primary stats get buffed so strength agi stamina spirit and intellect all get buffed which is unique because other classes like priests can only buff stamina um so druids can buff druids priests can also spec into buffing spirit But the idea is that they buff one at a time. Same with mages. Arcane Intellect buffs one stat, only your intelligence. Druid buffs all of your stats, which make it a very, very powerful cooldown. They also get Thorns, which is a reflect damage. So whenever you get struck, you do nature damage back to the attacker, which is very useful. It's just like extra damage. Um, You put it on your tank. In dungeons and they just hold fret a bit easier because they're reflecting damage so they also get entangling roots which is one of their core CC abilities it's not very strong but in PvE as long as the target is melee it works fine it basically works the same as a polymorph because they can't do anything as long as they can only attack in melee range and you just walk out of melee range in PvP it's semi-useful, um, especially there's a talent called Nature's Grasp, which puts a buff on yourself, and you can ca- it's an instant cast spell, and whenever you get struck, uh, you have a chance to Entangling Roots to target, and if you put old points into Nature's Grasp, it's actually a 100% chance that the next time you get attacked, you will instantly cast Entangling Roots on whoever hits you. Without doing anything. Which is super strong. So that's like one of its uses. It's useful against warriors. It's useful against rogues. um, And shamans. Not so useful against the other melee. Because paladins can obviously cleanse themselves. And druids can shapeshift out. But. It's still good. It can help stop runners. Um it's a good spell it's not like one of the best cc's but it has its uses and uh in terms of restoration you get healing touch which is your big um healing uh, spell it heals for the most and it takes the longest to cast uh you get rejuvenation which is instant cast and heals you over time and then you get regrowth which is kind of in the middle it's quicker than healing touch doesn't heal for as much but um it also puts a healing over time effect on yourself or whoever you cast it on so it's kind of a combination of rejuvenation and healing touch but it costs a lot of mana so that's the downside of regrowth otherwise it's just a super great spell so those are most of your early spells and then i'm going to focus now in on bear form so Bear form, you get a level 10, you complete a quest, and you get bear form. This is when your leveling picks up a lot. Um, Bear form is also what you use to tank dungeons or elite mobs in PvE. Um, You get maul, which is like heroic strike for warriors. It just uses your rage to deal more damage. You get swipe, which is like an AoE, which you can use to hold fret. Um, it hits free targets for a small amount of damage, but it doesn't use your auto-attack. So you can auto-attack and swipe at the same time, and you can keep building rage while you're swiping. Um, you get Growl, which is a taunt, which is super nice. Taunts in vanilla work differently than they do um, in other forms of WoW. And how it works is when you taunt a target... So whatever fret that someone else has on that target. Let's say your priest heals you for 500 and that generates X amount of fret. How taunt works is it puts you at X amount of fret, So you're even with the priest and the target is then forced to attack you for four seconds. Now, how that works is let's say you taunt a target and then switch to another target because you're taunting or you're, ta- you're uh, tanking multiple mobs. If you don't actually do anything to pull more Fret versus that target, after four seconds, if that Priest keeps healing you, he's going to rip aggro right back because all you did was put yourself equal to him. You didn't get more Fret, so if you don't continue building Fret on that target... He'll actually get the aggro back if he keeps healing. So that's very important to remember. So all it does, and this is the same for warrior taunt in vanilla. All it does is put you equal to the highest. And then you actually have to keep working to make yourself the number one in terms of threat. Which is why when warriors uh, in raids swap aggro back and forth. They'll actually stop um doing fret once it's time for a tank swap because if they kept pulling fret and you're like trying to get like rid of stacks of some debuff um you might not end up actually losing aggro to the warrior who's supposed to be tanking the aggro for you if you keep trying to do damage and cause fret you don't actually lose the mob like taunt is not just an automatic give me you have to actually work for it so, um, you also get the moralizing roar, which reduces the attack power of all mobs. You get enrage, um, well, all mobs or players. It's like a, it reduces the damage they deal in melee, basically. You get enrage, which you lose percentage of your armor, um, but you generate rage over 10 seconds. So, it's like blood rage for warriors. And, um later on you'll get uh fairy fire which i'll go over but uh those are your core bear spells and then when you get higher levels up into the 40s you get frenzied regen which converts your rage into healing so for all the rage you have you will heal uh, and it'll quickly consume your rage in order to heal you so that's uh, like a decent defensive cooldown that you can use um But yeah, as soon as you hit level 10, you'll get Bear Form. You'll start leveling quicker because Bear Form is pretty powerful. You can kill stuff without using any mana. And then you can switch out and heal yourself and then go back into Bear Form. Now, when you get 20, you'll go and you'll get Cat Form. And now you'll become basically like a rogue. So you'll get Claw, which is like Sinister Strike. Um, You get uh, Rake, which is... um, a it does some damage and then applies a damage over time effect which is uh it's basically like moonfire for ferals and only when you're in cat form obviously but it's very strong uh you will get rip uh which is a finisher move based off your combo points so when you're in cat you're acting like a rogue so you get combo points And for each combo point, you will put a bleed over time effect on the target. And you get Shred, which is like backstab. You have to be behind the target and you do more damage, but it costs more energy than Claw. And you get um, Ferocious Bite, which is another finisher. And it's like Eviscerate, it just does damage based off... Of the amount of combo points you have, and it also uses all of your remaining energy, which is an interesting mechanic that um, is unusual because the Eviscerate is like a flat 35 energy, but Ferocious Bite is Ferocious Bite is 35 energy plus whatever extra energy you have is converted into damage, which means if you get five combo points and then for some reason you lose the target and you pool a hundred energy and then ferocious bite you can get some massive crits off but obviously you're using all your energy for that. So it's it has its like ups and downs basically. Oh and then sorry, one thing I forgot to mention, bears also get bash. So you can stun the target for uh starts out at two seconds and then it goes up to three seconds and you can Talented to go up to a four second stun, which is pretty solid um, And all the specs of druid use that especially in PvP like restos will also use bash and so will moonkins um, when they need a stun on the target And so that's and then also uh, Cat form gets its openers which are ravage and Um, Pounce. So Pounce is like a stun. with a bleed over time effect. And. Ravage is just like. um, Ambush. It's just a nuke. That uses a lot of energy. Out of stealth. But you have to. Both of them you have to be behind the target. uh, In order to use your opener. Now what this means in terms of PvP. Is you are a. Um. If you're playing Feral, you're a rogue that can switch into bear form to become a warrior that can switch out to become a uh, gimped healer. So you can't heal as much as a real healer, obviously. You have mana issues is the number one thing. You can still put out a good amount of healing, but you will have mana issues very quickly. And... um, You can also cast spells, so you can Moonfire, you can cast Starfire or Wrath, which obviously you don't want to be doing if you're playing a Feral, but if for some reason you can't engage the target, uh, it is an option that you have. So basically you are four classes in one, which is the strength of the Druid and why it's so much fun, because there's so many decisions you can make, there's so many options available to you. And you can play it in so many different ways. So, Feral is definitely the spec that utilizes all of the forms the most. Um, there are some other specs which I'll talk about which are more niche, um, that also do a similar thing and use multiple specs very efficiently. Um, but those are, th- those are the big ones. Also, I didn't cover all of the Feral abilities. There are a few. That are not as important that I didn't cover. Like Catform gets a, a sprint effect in Dash. So they can run faster. They can also stealth. Which should be pretty obvious. But I guess I forgot to mention it. So Catform can also stealth. So Druids are one of the stealth classes. Along with Rogues. And Nidal's. But Nidal's can't move with it. And it's pretty terrible. But <laughs> hey they have it. Um, so let's get into what you're doing in a typical pvp scenario first of all so in a typical pvp scenario what you would be doing is you would be um acting as a in in warsong gulch everybody knows this druids act as the flag runner uh for the reason that they get travel form which they get at level 30 which lets them run at 40 percent quicker movement speed And also, whenever you switch in and out of a form, any of the forms, Moonkin, Bear, Cat, Travel, Aquatic form, whenever you switch in and out, in or out, you break slows and you break roots, which is very, very powerful. Um, It makes you very hard to be kited. It makes it very hard to chase you. Which is the whole reason why you're running the flag. It also makes you faster um, when you're in travel form. And there's a talent to make you faster while you're in cat form. Um, So on top of that, you get uh, the ability to stealth into the enemy flag room. Because you can stealth in cat form. You get the ability to, when you're in trouble and you're taking damage, you get to switch into bear form. Um, and there's certain other things that I'll go over later when we cover the talents, like feral charge, which also makes you strong for, um, flag running because you basically get an intercept effect that you can use in or out of combat in order to jump ahead, um, and charge somebody who's maybe like trying to stop you, which is super useful. Um, so, so all of these things work together to make you a super strong flag runner, um, In Arafi Basin or Alterac Valley, you can act as like a hit squad. You can go with another druid or a rogue, and the two of you can stealth capture a flag. Uh, You can kill people on the roads. You can just assist in the general mayhem of the fight by coming out of stealth behind somebody and blowing them up. Um, And you can, like, if somebody on your team is getting CC'd, uh like they get blinded or something you can cure poison you can assist in healing somebody who's really low you can just heal people like if you guys fight if two of you fight somebody and the other like um your team member gets knocked down to 70 percent, you can just throw a healing touch on them which like a rogue can't do and you can heal them back to full and you guys can go back to killing people. So they're a very 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 versatile class. And that's how you have to think of druid in vanilla. You are all of these different specs together. And it's very important that you remember that all of these things together are what makes druids so strong because they're not stronger than any of the pure classes in their one um in their one uh, role. So you're not stronger than a rogue, you're not stronger than a warrior, you're not stronger than a priest, you're not stronger than a mage, but when you combine all four of those together, and you're like 80% of each of them, then you can become a very, very deadly force in PvP, and very helpful to your team. So that's PvP, and sort of what you'll be doing in PvP. You'll also get um Innervate, which is super strong. Uh even in PvP, it's more of a raid cooldown, but in PvP it's also very strong. It can help you if you're running low on mana and give you another mana bar, or you can toss it on your healer in a Warsong Gulch or in a raffi Basin, and you can keep them going basically forever if they have decent spirit. So especially if they're a druid or a priest who run a bit more spirit than paladins and shamans. Um you can innervate them and you can keep them going for longer and it's it's just a very strong class in 1v1s they're also very very strong especially if you get to jump on somebody um if they are wearing cloth you can ravage and shred them and drop them to like 30 percent if you crit on either one of those and if you crit on both maybe you can even get them to 10 percent and finish them off um you can and druids do have very high crit chance that is one thing that's very nice druids have a very high crit chance in cat form and bear form which people sometimes don't expect how much damage you can put out if you get some nice crits rolling um but in 1v1 an even more effective style if you're not just able to burst somebody down is you can actually rot people down sort of like a warlock so you can start out with a pounce so you can bleed them You can rake them, you can get some combo points, you can rip them, both of which are damage over time bleeds. All three of those are damage over time bleeds, which ignore armor. You can switch out, you can moonfire, you can heal yourself, you can get into bear form, you can tank them, you can stun them. Um, You're just a very powerful force in small-scale PvP. So, in PvE, I'm going to focus now on that for Ferals um you're going to be um if you, if you have a nice group and you're in a raid uh guild that is more open-minded and not just oh all druids have to heal all um all hybrids can only heal so if you're in a more um open-minded guild you're going to be uh providing leader of the pack for your aura so for your guild so you're going to be in a group with four other um, rogues and warriors dps warriors and you're going to be buffing all of their damage you're going to be in cat form providing um, damage Uh, you can't use your bleeds so you have to instead um, because of the debuff limit slot which i went over in the warlock video uh, there's a debuff limit in Vanilla, so you can't use all of your personal uh, damage over time effects. Instead, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be providing Fairy Fire to reduce the armor of the target. So that buffs all the melee, all the physical damage in your raid. And you're going to be um, assisting in DPS. Uh, you can go, you can Power Shift, which involves using Führer, which I'm not going to go over because um, it's kind of advanced. Um, But basically there are just like more advanced things you can do in order to maximize your DPS. And when you're not providing damage in cat form, what you're going to be doing instead is you're going to be in bear form and you're going to be off tanking. Um, You're going to be basically filling the slot of a DPS warrior who instead of having to slap on a shield and tank, instead that's going to be you. Um... Which is super useful to your guild. You're actually going to be upping some of the other Warriors damage. Because they don't have to off-tank. And there is a lot of off-tanking in Vanilla. Um, The reason why Druids are not main tanks in Vanilla. Is because they don't have defensive cooldowns like Warriors. Um, They don't have defensive stance. Which makes Warriors take just flat 10% less damage. And most importantly it's very difficult... um, To become defense capped for a druid and if you're not defense capped then bosses can crushing blow you and crit you and you will just take a lot more damage than a tank is supposed to be taking and especially you're gonna be taking spike damage which you never ever want on your tanks so druids are not a viable main tank neither are paladins that's just a fact of vanilla A lot of people complain about it but it is just a fact main tanks are warriors but off tanks can be paladins and can be druids and your your dps warriors will definitely like you um because they don't have to off tank which is very um it's a very nice thing basically for dps warriors to not have to off tank all the time now in terms of itemization um and stat stats for ferals um, cat druids want, and you're gonna be you're gonna be having a lot of armor sets, and that's just a fact of vanilla. You you need your cat set, you need your bear set, because how bear form works is, um, your armor percent is multiplied. So whatever your armor is, you, you get a percentage multiplier when you be, turn into bear form or dire bear form. So um, you especially you need a really high amount of armor and you need armor on the off pieces that normally don't have armor so your trinkets and your rings can have armor um, and so you want to be and even your weapon stuff like the what's the, there's an epic staff which I'm forgetting the name of that provides armor um, and you want armor from these off pieces so you can get as you can basically become armor capped which is 75 percent if you're a bear druid so there's like quests to get a ring there's smoking heart of the mountain there's there's these certain things if you're interested in bear tanking that you can get armor from weird pieces that you wouldn't normally expect which when you turn into bear form if you get 130 armor multiplied by 300 and something percent when you're in dire bear form that turns into like 600 armor 500 armor 400 armor something like that and you quickly become armor capped which means you're taking 75 percent less damage from physical mobs which is very useful and it makes you a lot tankier Um, obviously you want defense wherever you can get it but defense leather gear is super rare and it's Um, it's a problem that druids have in vanilla with their itemization. Um, Blizzard just didn't know a whole lot about itemization in vanilla, and it's kind of annoying, but it's part of the game, and you just sort of have to live it and love it, so you gotta get over it. Um, but yeah, you're gonna be off-tanking some. You can, you'll provide Mark of the Wild if your healers, if for whatever reason your healers Healer druids um because they should have improved mark of the wild you will not have improved mark of the wild um unless you're you you can have improved mark of the wild but most feral druids do not have improved mark of the wild so you'll want your rest of druids to be doing that in raids um you will provide an innervate on the priests or the druids which is super valuable you'll be providing a battle res which is super valuable um and these are just uh raid cooldowns that help your raid no matter what druid uh you are so you'll be providing all of that as a feral druid um you will have some stigmas about your class some people will be like oh you don't do as good damage therefore you're useless so you have to prove that you're not useless and you might not do the most damage but you provide other things to your guild and they should value you and your contribution so as far as specs go um i'll I'll put them in the description as i have for the warlock video and i will for future videos um there's not really any hybrid um feral builds because and what i mean by that is going like 21 points in another tree and 31 points in feral and the reason for that is the 21-point talents for the other two builds are not particularly useful. Um, Nature's Grace for balance, which is whenever you critically, uh crit with a spell, reduce the cast time of your next spell, very useless for ferals. And Nature's Swiftness, which has some use for ferals, but most druids, uh, especially because you want to put points into balance for other things, which I'm going to go over. Um, almost all almost all feral druids go leader of the pack, which means you're putting 31 or more points into feral. Um, now, in terms of where your other points go, most uh, if not all druids go all feral druids go 14 points into balance for improved nature's grasp, which you'll definitely go if you're a PvP druid. Uh, natural Weapons, which increases the damage you deal with physical attacks in all forms by 10%. So that's just 10% more damage. It's really strong. And Omen of Clarity, which is a very strong ability, for for especially for Feral Druids. Um, because it's whenever you attack with a melee weapon, so you can proc it if you're auto-attacking as a Resto or a uh, Moonkin and you have omen of clarity but the one who's going to be proccing it the most because they're always attacking in the melee is a feral druid and what it is is a 10 minute buff that you put on yourself and you have a chance to proc a clear casting state just like mages um which reduces the mana cost energy or rage cost of your next damage or healing spell or offensive ability so basically everything by 100 percent so it makes it free so you can get a free Shred, you can get a free Maul, you can get a free Healing Touch, you can get a free Moonfire, basically a free spell. And it's very, very powerful. Um, you can, If you get lucky with clearcasting procs, you can do crazy things in PvE and PvP. Um, you get uh, Natural Shapeshifter, reduces the mana cost of all shapeshifting by 30% very strong for pvp um for pve it's mostly for power shifting um which again i'm not gonna go over too much it's basically just you shift when you're in cat form you shift in and out using the next talent i'm going to talk about which is furor f-u-r-o-r it's in the restoration tree it's the only five points you're going to be putting in the resto tree and it's whenever you shift into cat form or bear form you gain rage so you get in 10 rage when you shift into bear and you gain 40 energy when you shape shift into cat so it gives you uh that resource every time you switch in so the idea is for cat form you shift in and out while you're dpsing in order to gain extra energy um it's pretty advanced uh it's not super difficult but it is pretty advanced and a lot of people don't do it um but the idea is that you would want natural shapeshifter for that in a pve scenario so you can do more shapeshifting in terms of the actual points that you put into feral it'll depend whether you're going pve or pvp a lot um the talents would change so i'm not going to go into that but Basically, the big ones are um, Fairy Fire is very useful for both PvE and PvP, and Leader of the Pack, as well as Heart of the Wild, which is, you have to get Heart of the Wild. It's just an incredibly strong talent. Increase your intellect by 20%. While you're in Dire Bear or Bear, your stamina is increased by 20%, and while you're in Cat, your strength is increased by 20%. So... Basically just strong all around. Um, So I'll link those two builds in the description. Uh, There's two major builds. One for PvE and one for PvP. And they're very similar. But there are some slight differences. So. What are we looking like. When we're playing a Feral Druid. In terms of stats. If you're playing a bear. You need any defense you can find um armor you need armor because it gets multiplied you need strength and agility doesn't hurt but stamina defense armor are your big ones if you're playing a tank druid if you're playing a cat druid your big ones are strength and agility and hit chance wherever you can find hit chance and crit chance those are the big four basically just your generic dps talents or dps stats um the cool thing about druids is they use both agi and strength um you don't want to turn down either one um there's math on which one is better but they both provide um attack power strength gives two agi gives one and agi also gives crit and dodge like usual um so they're both strong And you want to be have at least some of both. Um, You can look into the like detailed math if you're super interested which one is more valuable. But you're definitely going to be getting some of both because a lot of gear just has both agi and strength. Um, And hit and crit is pretty obvious. Those are just really strong for feral druids. So that's your feral druids. Um, Not in a nutshell because this is pretty long video. But there you go. That's your Feral Druids. I'm probably going to put Resto and um, Balance together in the next video. So thanks for listening, and I hope you guys check out the Balance slash Resto podcast.